songs all went with the testimonies. Uh, that was that was great. Hmm. All right. Okay. Get on the right notes here. All right, so we're in the book of Judges, and uh, we're in chapter 6, and getting in a little bit to the story of Gideon, some great uh, stories in the book of Judges, pretty wild times, really. <laughs> look at, uh, you know, look, I look here at the scenario with with Israel and the Midianites, and um, you know, it, it, they couldn't see what God was doing there, could they? Um, you know, even even when they were turning back to the Lord, you know, they they couldn't they they they, they couldn't tell what God was doing immediately. They didn't know an angel was going to meet with, you know, Gideon there and at. At the makeshift uh, threshing um, setup that he had, supposed to be where they did the, the wine pressing, right? But he was he was trying to do some threshing there, and um, they didn't know the plan that God had. And uh, I imagine those those were some dark days for, for. I mean, they were dark days. They were they were they were finding holes up in the mountain to get into, right? They were they were. Uh, I mean, you think of the, you read about that, and you think, yeah, that, that doesn't sound too pleasant. But really, imagine that a little further. You know, you're ha- having to go from your normal dwelling places, your towns, your neighbors, your functions of everyday life, and just having to scatter out and find places to to hide out. Um, and uh, so they were. They were obviously. Obviously, those were not. Uh, pleasant times and dark times. But have you noticed throughout history that, uh, you know, through times of darkness, whether in, in a certain area of the world or in the world in, in general, you know, that God does have a plan. He always brings, he always brings light again. Um, and, but it's hard to see. When you read about it in history, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, oh yeah, I see it. You know, I see what he's doing there. I see how that all came together. Uh, come behold the works of the Lord. You know, that's easy to do in, when you look, when you, in retrospect. But when you're in the midst of it, sometimes it's, it's <laughs> you're thinking, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, is God really working anymore? What's he doing? You know, is, is, there, is there any, uh, is it going to be light at the end of this, uh, this tunnel? Or... Um, but we are encouraged through these things here to see that when, when a people do, you know, when they do cry out to the Lord, uh, you know, God can do some, some remarkable things, some wonderful things. And uh, so we're talking about Gideon here. And keep your finger there in Judges chapter 6 and go over to, uh, to Hebrews 11. I'm going to just encourage you with a little bit of, you know, God... Being working through individuals during during times of need, um, on the behalf of many, he works through individuals. He works through individuals who who just trust him. And so, don't forget that. 
God has, Christian, you know, God has something for you to do in the day in which he put you. And he'll show you what that is. He'll show you what that is. And I'm encouraged, you know, here, in, if, you, if you keep your finger in Judges 6 and go over to Hebrews 11, look at verse uh, 33. Or verse 32. Well, I better go over there, I guess. Because <clears throat> isn't it verse 32 that mentions uh, Gideon? Okay. It says there, um, In what... What shall I more say, for time would fail me to tell of Gideon and the likes. In verse 33, who through their remarkable personalities, or through their, their um, tremendous list of gifts, or uh, through their remarkable education and training, now, they may or may not have had any number of those things and more. But the Bible says here, who through faith, right? Who through faith. Now, you can't control many things about what you're equipped with and not equipped with. But you can always decide to trust God. You can always decide to trust God. And I look at it, you know, as you wind down the, 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 the uh, ch chapter 11 of Hebrews, what it's really telling us is that anybody can be added to this list. I, I really believe that. You know, it's kind of leaving it open-ended that, uh, you know, that th those who trust God, God is, is, is he's going to, he's going to show himself uh, to them. And, uh, and, and it says here, what do they do? What do they do? It says, through faith... And we know with Gideon, it's going to, he's going to really whittle it down with Gideon, so it's going to come to that point where it has to be through faith, right? Not through the, all the well-trained armies and everything in the arm of the flesh. And, who through faith subdued kingdoms. Wrought righteousness. That's, that's a big one nowadays, isn't it? Through faith, we can, we can promote righteousness. And obtain promises. Through faith, you can obtain promises. The promises of God. Start the mouths of lions, you know, I don't know if we'll ever be a part of that, but um, quenched violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. <laughs> Every one of us could, you know, could stop and, and uh, soak in that thought a little bit. Wax valiant in fight. And turn to uh, flight the armies of the aliens. The ones that really ultimately didn't belong in that ground because it was God's, right? And so I was just encouraged by what we see there in Hebrews 11 of the likes of Gideon. So with that in mind, uh, let's go back to, to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. And we see here... <clears throat> It says, uh, 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 verse 8, And the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which uh, saith unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you out from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hand of Egyptians, out of the hand of all the oppressed you, and drave them out from before you, and gave you um, their land. 
And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord and said under the oak, which was uh, in, in uh, Ophrah, uh, that pertained to Joash the uh, Abazarite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, if that's true, then why then is all this befallen us? And where be all of his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked up upon him and said, Go in this thy might, that thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And so what we see here, that... Uh, that, that that Gideon, even in the somewhat feeble place that he found himself in his faith, that God had a plan for him. God had a personal calling for Gideon. And God, God has a personal calling for, for every individual, I believe. For any individual that, that, would, that, would, that would trust him, God has a, a personal plan and a personal calling. And I always try to be careful to think of that when it comes to individuals, you know, because the more, well, just say like as a pastor. As a pastor, many times, you know, people, people do look to you for, for, for prayer and for, and for guidance and for advice. But man, I, I'm always, I always try to be really careful when it comes to that. I'll definitely say I'll pray for you. And I'll definitely encourage you to pray through whatever you're going through. But I think my, the best advice that I could give anybody is as you pray through somebody, some, a situation, you personally listen to the voice of the Lord. Ask the Lord to speak to you personally. I mean, I might tell you what, what, what I think, or I may not. Some other brother, you know, may have some insight for you or sister. But ultimately, what we all should be encouraging one another to do is, you know, listen to God's voice. God will speak to you personally, Christian. That doesn't mean that you don't try to find, you know, sometimes wisdom in that multitude of counselors and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, seek a word from another. But whenever somebody asks me for advice, <laughs> I'm always very cautious to not try to play God in their life. To me, that's a scary thing. Sometimes there's huge implications as to the advice you're going to give somebody. And, and at the end of it, you know, I would like for them to be able to say, God led me to that. Because when God leads you to something, there's going to be substance and there's going to be longevity to that. Right? If it was just, you know, I did it because Mark Philbrick said so, well, <laughs> that's probably not going to hold a lot of water, you know, a little further down the road if things go south. Right? And... Uh, and so I would, I would say sometimes, well, you know, it seems to me like this is something you should consider, but, you know, pray through it. Pray through it. Definitely never go against the Bible, right? That settles it right there. But if, you, if, if it's one of those things where you just, you know, you're looking for, for wisdom in particular, ask God. He wants to give it to you. And he is leading in people's lives. You know, I mean, throughout, throughout 
the, the history of the church, really, if you look at and you read about different you know, missionaries and workers that in some of the, the biographies and so on that you read, as like George Mueller and uh, uh, D.L. Moody, and I mean, the list could go on and on. Uh, you know, the, so, uh, uh, who's the guy that went to India there? One of the, the, um, one of the first really modern day missionaries. Kerry? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you read about some of these guys, and they were, they were kind of outside of the box when it came to even, you know, Christian leaders around them at the time. Like, William Carey was not counseled to go to, 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 to India. But, I, but he really, I mean, I think he knew that God wanted him to go there. And he did seek counsel, but when it was pretty much shot down by everybody except a couple voices that told him, hey, listen to God, you know, at the end of it, he had to say, well, this is, I still feel this is what God wants me to do. And man, when he, when he got there and the things he was going through, he read the biography of uh, William Carey. I mean, he went through an awful time before he ever saw fruit. But he had to know that God sent him there. And you think of, you know, D.L. Moody was, uh, you know, what, what, did, what did God use him to kind of bring about in a, in, in a huge way? Do you remember? What type of ministry? It was a Sunday school in Chicago. It was a Sunday school. It was kind of like the, 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 the first, uh, you know, it was innovative at that time. And, uh, and God gave him a burden for that. And it was, it was kind of outside of the box as far as common approach at that time. You know what I'm saying? And so he didn't get, he didn't get a, lot of, of, a lot of counsel and support from other Christians around him to do that. But he knew that God wanted him to do that. You see, he came to a settled persuasion on that. I mean, I, you just look at it throughout time. You know, God has led people a lot of times in kind of unorthodox fashion that people might look at it and raise their eyebrows a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's just hard to tell sometimes. When somebody says to me, you know, I, I feel like God's leading me to do this. I was sitting having supper with a guy the other day, and he brought up some stuff, and I thought, well, you know, that wouldn't have been in my wheelhouse. But it wasn't against the Bible, and his heart was for people. So you know what I told him? Hey, look, pray about that. If, if, God, if God puts you down that road and, and, and puts some of those things together for you, do you want to put your heart into that? I'll... You know, I'll pray for you, and I'll try to do everything I can to encourage you in that. And I might have been thinking, okay, in the flat, in, humanly speaking, I might have been thinking, I don't think God will ever do that, uh, or, or I don't think this, that's going to happen, or that seems kind of far-fetched. But look, you know, you read about some of these guys in the Bible, and what God called them to do, a lot of it was pretty far-fetched. A lot of it was pretty crazy. A lot of it wasn't something that people would look at initially and say, oh, yeah, that's great. We're all behind you. You know, that sounds wonderful. Uh, you know, that, that's a, uh, that would be a really popular thing. Um, but the first point there's for us to think about tonight is just that, that, that uh, you know, God, God will give you a personal calling. And it might not, not always, you know, not, not, not be huge and glamorous in people's eyes. It, it might be. It might be something that people think is over the top. Who knows? But if God is working in your heart and giving you a vision for something, hey, nobody can give you a better cause. And that's what he was doing here with, with, uh, with, with Gideon. And, and Gideon, you know, God was drawing him in. He was drawing him into this, this, this plan and this vision. And, uh, and it is interesting to see him doing that uh, with people. The second thing that, that I want us to notice here is that God not only 
uh, was, was Gideon given a personal calling, but he was given plenty of conclusive evidence. He was given a personal calling, and he was given plenty of conclusive evidence. And, uh, and he had had the testimonies of what had God had done in the past, and, and that, was, that was already mentioned by the prophet here. And then it says in verse 13, And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is, this, uh, is all this befallen us? Where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Now, he had heard these accounts. He had been given plenty of conclusive evidence of what God could do. The record was there. The prophet had mentioned it. His, his forefathers had mentioned it. It had been recorded uh, you know, and passed down in, in an oral fashion and, uh, and, and also just by common knowledge that God had done great and wondrous works for his people before. And even in not-so-ancient history, you know, he had worked through the likes of Deborah and Barak uh, to withstand the enemy and to, to go against uh, thousands of modern uh, equipment and weaponry at that time that, that would seem to be invincible. And so he had been given plenty of conclusive evidence. But, you know, for us to be given the evidence, that's fine. But we still have to accept the evidence and, be, and choose to be convinced by it, personally, right? And that's kind of what, that's where, that's where the rub came with Gideon. He had been given plenty of, of evidence of what God could do. But now it came down to, did he believe that that same God was going to work in his situation today? And that's kind of the testimony, though, that's, uh, some of what we heard here tonight. I mean, we've seen in the past, we've heard, we've, we've read about, we've, we've, we've observed in some shape or another, people have shared with us great and mighty things, that have, what God has done to provide for his people in, in wondrous ways and deliver them in, in incredible ways and, and even miraculous. And, uh, and that's all wonderful, and, 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 and we're pretty sure we believe that. But do we believe that the same God is working on our behalf today as we trust him? as we humble ourselves uh, before him. And, uh, and so uh, we see here that, that Gideon, he was given a personal calling. He was given plenty of conclusive evidence. And then, it, you know, that, that should have been enough. But isn't God, <laughs> he's pretty forbearing with us, isn't he? Um, the third point is that he was given particular confirmation. He was given particular confirmation because you know that Gideon many times is used as that story that we look to. All right, God, I, I think you're asking me to do this, but uh, I'm going to put out a. I'm going to put out a fleece. Well, if you look at, at the at the narrative here, starting in verse 16, even before the whole fleece situation, and you remember what he did, right? He put out this the the the, the fleece of a, of, a, of, a, of an animal there, and uh, the one time he said, "Hey." God, you know, when the dew comes down, could you make it all dewy everywhere except just on that, you know, just on that fleece? Could that be dry? And then, you know, God did that, and I, I can't remember if it was the opposite order. But then the other time, he's like, oh, man, okay, that, that was one, maybe that was, I hate to say this, Lord, but maybe that was a fluke. Let me, let me do it this way. Could you make just the fleece wet this time and then everything else around it dry? So God did that too, right? 
And God was, was very forbearing and patient with him to give him confirmation. To give him confirmation. And uh, I think God is, is gracious to do that. I mean, I think of different times, you know, where, where I was pretty sure God was calling me to do something. Um, well, like, for example, to move up to Maine again. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we had life pretty much set up the way that, you know, kind of the whole American dream little setup there in Pennsylvania. We were doing fine. Everything was, we had the land, we had the house, we had fixed it up. Everything was going good. The business was going good. We liked where we lived. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that, that we just looked at on the surface and said, you know, this is, this is, this is great. But I, I really did feel like God would want us to come back to Maine. I, did, I just, God was starting to impress that upon my heart. But there were certain things that I, you know, that I had to put out there and say, God, you know, if, if, if this is, I, I believe that you can do this. I believe that this would be what's right. But could you, could you show us, could you show us more, um, I don't know how to put it, but specifically, I guess, you know, in particular, could you give us particular confirmation? And God did that. God did that. Um, he wasn't obligated to. And you know that before the fleece is even here, look at, look at verse 16. Because I'd kind of forgotten about this until I got back into the, the, uh, the passage. Um, it says, And the Lord said unto him, verse 16, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Now he had God's word on it. <laughs> God said, I'm going to be with you as you do this, and I am calling you to do this. And there was a lot of uncertainty, you know, with the big steps that I've taken in my life in the past. I mean, uh, there weren't easy decisions just to say, you know, we're just going to drive away and, and it'll, you know, go from point A to point B and everything will just, you know. The, the, sometimes they're big decisions. But the Lord said here, I, I will be with thee. And, uh, and he said to him, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. <laughs> Can you, can you give me a little particular confirmation, Lord, that this is of you and this is what you want me to do? Well, God had already told him, and this is before the fleece thing even. Look what happens here. Uh, verse 18, Depart not that hence I pray thee until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until I, uh, thou come again. And Gideon went in. Made ready a kid, unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. The fl uh, flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot. So he just made a big old meal here, a three-course meal, and brought it uh, out under uh, him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. And the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his staff that was in his hands and touched the flesh of the unleavened cakes and there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Now that should have been it right there, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. To me, that's just as impressive, if not more, than the, than the fleece uh, situation. The fleece, I would have been, yeah, well, you know, I guess that could have been. Maybe that soaked up a little more of the sunshine and got dry, you know, I don't know. There would have been a little more question about that in my mind, I, I, I admit, than there would have been about this here. You know, the angel, uh, the Lord takes the staff out, puts it on, the fire comes out and burns the whole meal up. For one thing, I would have been disappointed my meal was gone. But that would have made an impact on me right there. I would have made quite an impression. Uh, but you know, God, God, he knew, look, God knows we're but dust. 
And he knows that when he's calling us to do something, sometimes it, we look at it, it is a big step. It's a, it's a big thing. And I think God's pretty patient, you know, over time, just to give us the confirmation, the particular confirmation that we need, so we can say at the end of it, there is no doubt in my mind. You know, God confirmed that. He told me, put it in my heart, he gave me the vision, and he confirmed it in several different ways, opened those doors up, and uh, you say, you know, uh, um, if I was God, I'd be kind of irritated at this point. Well, you know, aren't you thankful God's many times a little more patient than we are? <laughs> and also, you know, God, God is interested in us being convinced that we're following Him. And, and there's a lot of security in that over the long haul. Because if we tend to be more, it seems to me from what I see of, you know, manifested God in the Scripture, we tend to be a lot more impetuous than He is. Right? God is... You know, he's pretty, I mean, many times that he, he's not, he's not a, just a, he tends to put us through a process. That then, God is never, never seems to be in a hurry, does he? I mean, when he, when he wants to do something quick, he can do it in the blink of an eye, twinkling of an eye, upon his word. But, you know, so many times you're almost like, when, come on, God, come on, come on. I, know, I trust you can do this, but would you, would you please now? Like, God is, uh, you know, he's not impetuous at all. We tend to be impetuous. And so I think, you know, maybe, maybe God just, maybe he appreciated that, that, that uh, Gideon, you know, he's, okay, God, I will, I will take this step. I just, I need to know for sure that it's of you. And it seemed like once Gideon got that, that particular confirmation that he was looking for, you know, when he really got that nailed down, there was no turning back for him, if you, if you look at it. And he was put through, now it's sort of like reverse confirmation stuff after this. <laughs> Okay, Gideon, all right, look at all these men. Yeah, you're ready to go to battle. All right, send them all home, <laughs> right? Um, have them, uh, let's see who laps like a dog and who picks up the water, and we'll get to all that uh, the story. But he just ended up with just, um, you know, what was it, 300? He ended up with a very small amount of people to go against a mighty army. And so now God, you know, brought him to that place of saying, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay, God, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm ready to go for it. And then, uh, and then God, uh, you know, once he got him to that point, then he, he wants to show all along the way that it was totally of the Lord. It was totally of the Lord. And uh, we'll get to more of that uh, next time. Ugh. Sorry, I didn't realize that. I wasn't quite as short as I was at Heartland Chapel this morning. But uh, hopefully that was encouraging to you. And uh, we'll come back to, uh, to Gideon, uh, Lord willing, next week. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, I pray that 